0: What changes in your life when you truly recognize the glory of God? How has humbling yourself before God changed your life? How has it changed you personally? Those are the questions I want you to think about as we engage the scripture today. I'm Dr. Andrew Marquez and this is the Baptist on the Bible podcast. Here is your 7 at 7 devotion. It's a devotion designed to be offered at 7 a.m. on Mondays and Fridays to help encourage you in the midst of your work week. Today we're going to be looking at Daniel chapter 4, continuing and actually finishing the series called The Tale of Two Sovereigns. We've been looking about how King Nebuchadnezzar uh, had a terrible dream, and that dream became a reality when God actually took his mind. And Nebuchadnezzar, for seven years, believed that he was an animal. And it was a very humiliating experience until Nebuchadnezzar finally recognized the true God for whom he was, for who he is, and his mind was restored, and then the full restoration is what we'll look at today. So as we have these questions in mind and begin to think about these uh, things, uh, join me in reading the scripture so that we have something to talk about in more detail. Beginning at verse 36 of chapter 4, it says, At the same time, my reason returned to me. And for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and splendor returned to me. My counselors and nobles resorted to me. I was restored to my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all of whose works are truth and his ways justice, and those who walk in pride he is able to put down. Thus saith the Lord, the reading of his word, what do we see here? We see a restoration of a humbled king and a resolution a resolved nature to the proclamation beginning this chapter that he knows who the Most High God is. And so Nebuchadnezzar is officially uh, making the statement that in spite of all of these things, in light of all of these things, I know who God is and I want you to know who God is. And so this is just an incredible moment because from the darkest place, God has now elevated this once pagan king, right? And so what do we see? He is restored in a moment. Upon his confession, Nebuchadnezzar receives reason, but not just reason, he gets everything back. His status is restored, glory and honor and splendor. Maybe he got a haircut, what do you think? (laughs) His subjects were restored, his councilmen and his nobles returned to him. His sovereignty is restored, he receives his kingdom. And then this is a very important piece, excellent majesty was added. You see, when God decides to restore, he doesn't leave it as just giving you what you once had He gives you more. God is a gracious God and a giving God and He is going to exceed what you ask or imagine the Bible says. Now many times you'll hear these uh, messages uh, referring how God is going to bless you in this world and how He must. And in this case God did bless Nebuchadnezzar in this world. But I think that's giving us an insight into God's nature, that God is a generous God and He is planning on giving an overflow of abundance to those that are His. And yet we also know that oftentimes those blessings don't come in this life. But we know because of how God has acted and these examples He's given us that He intends to make good on these promises. So we look into the book of Revelation and we find out that God plans on giving His people a new creation, a new earth, a place where their streets are made of gold, where the gates are made of pearls, where we will see those that passed on before in glory and splendor and we will be reunited with our loved ones in the past and God himself will wipe away every tear from our eyes. God will restore and restore and go beyond. Joel tells us in the prophetic writings, uh, chapter 2, 25 and 26, I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of your Lord your God, that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people again shall never be ashamed. We have these wonderful pronouncements that will come to fruition for those that are faithful, humble before God, before Christ their King. John Donne tells us that here in this world, God, He bids us come. There in the next, He bids us welcome. What a wonderful promise. Nebuchadnezzar is restored. And then finally, Nebuchadnezzar remains resolved. The final statement that he says goes back to the opening statement that he wants everyone to know of the Most High God. He ends with a proclamation of God's worth. Parciples, praising, ever praising, extolling, ever extolling and honoring the King of heaven. He ponders the works of God, the truth and justice, the heavenly way, those very things that Jesus said that uh, as it is in heaven, let it be here on earth in the Lord's prayer. And he pronounces God's ways. God puts down the proud. And Nebuchadnezzar gives us insight into what Genesis, or sorry, James will tell us in the New Testament. He giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but give gra- giveth grace unto the humble. God will give grace to those who are humble. And Nebuchadnezzar is a recipient now of that grace. But he wants everyone hearing this to recognize the most important part of this. Grace is contingent upon the heart. And if you are proud, instead of receiving grace, you will resist. If you are humble, you'll be a sponge absorbing the grace poured out. But if you are hard-hearted, you are proud. You will not receive the grace that God wishes to give. And so we have a proto-gospel. Give up your pride. Quit holding on to your self-righteousness that you could somehow merit God's favor. Uh, Give up your self-value that that somehow you're uh, owed something good in this life, that you're owed eternity in the next. And recognize that, Without God, you don't even have a mind. You, you don't have a breath. You don't exist. You need to recognize your total dependence on Him and have a, a humble mind, humility, and then God will pour out. He will restore and He will go beyond and He will change your life. I hope that you've experienced that. I wanted to close with First 1 Timothy 1.17. Unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. I hope you're encouraged. If this has encouraged you, I just ask you to take a moment to share this uh, or like this so that I could get the word out to more people about these devotions. I hope you have a great rest of your day. God bless and take care.